Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary Podcast where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. In episode 44, our visionary is Deeksha Ahuja. Deeksha is the founder of Incubate, a diversity-focused startup incubator with a vision to build a sustainability-led startup ecosystem with a strong inclination towards encouraging women entrepreneurs, women investors, and creating a global peer community for them. Tune in as I speak to Deeksha about her experience with building Incubate, women in entrepreneurship, and the core challenges that we need to address in order to help women achieve their potential. You know, uh, surprisingly enough, I never pictured myself to be an entrepreneur almost until college. Yeah. Um, I've sort of grown up all across the country, uh, you know, uh, whether it's been parts of Delhi, Dehradun, uh, you know, Pune, Bombay. And uh, I was always a great student. I was very studious. My mom's been a teacher. So, you know, somewhere you have that a little bit of righteousness to, you know, perform yeah. better. And I, I, can, always, I can totally relate with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I was, you know, the plan was very uh, set that, you know, get good marks, go get into a great college and then, you know, probably go outside for your master's take up a good sort of corporate job right so that mm. was up until college um now i ended up going to st xavier's in bombay uh, i think one of the best decisions such an empowering uh, college uh, you know and uh, there were so many uh, varieties of experiences that i uh, kind of came across right and for me college meant um what can you do to figure you know what can you do to figure out what you want to do as an adult right and the process of elimination works the best swati um it's very tough to pinpoint what you're good at or what you're going to enjoy yeah. so you do the reverse right you you try out everything and then you cross the things that you have a complete aversion to and the ones that you you know somewhere have a little bit affinity towards you know you know that that's the career path that you might want to take hmm. so similarly for me um i think i interned almost with every industry whether you know it was in uh you know uh, stock trading whether it was in private equity whether it was starting uh, to work with zomato they were just launching uh, back in 2011 2012 hmm. or even with you know top uh, real estate firms like jll right so yeah. i think i had a very varied experience and by the end of third year um when most of my peers were you know either getting great job offers hmm. as placements or you know were going abroad to study um i too kind of you know had some great offers to work with a google or a zomato but you know something inside me wasn't uh, you know wasn't very convinced about taking up a job you know as a person i have always been very conscious about creating impact right i think mm. the work that anyone does today should impact just more than themselves and their immediate family right and that wasn't coming across in either of the paths of you know studying abroad or taking up a job so Uh, that was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial uh, bug and journey and of course now 10 years later i'm so glad that uh, here we are because everything that i've been able to achieve and of course i set out to achieve 
Yeah. I completely owe it to that one, you know, outlier sort of decision. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to what you said, Deeksha, creating an impact and working um, at or with something that really creates a meaningful impact in the larger society was something that made you eventually, uh, you know, carve out a, a certain path. So, Deeksha, let's talk about the present. Let's talk about what you're doing right now. So, could you tell the audience more about what is Incubay? Uh, what, when did you start mm-hmm. it and why did you start it? Right. Um, so Swati, I'm going to start with the latter part of the question first, which is when did you start it? Because, uh, you know, I pick up the story from where I left, right? So hmm. uh, around 2012, 2013, I decided to turn an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, back then our startup ecosystem was very nascent, right? Yeah. We just had probably the flip cards of the world and Zomato was just kicking off. Uh, uh, you know, nine out of 10 people were getting into the formal professional workforce and hmm. being a startup founder was a rarity hmm. um, and especially being a female founder was even uh, you know more rare right because I could literally count the number of female founders on my fingers because that's how rare we were yeah. so um, and I was launching a venture in the edtech space now edtech today is very well talked about it's probably one of the most invested in sectors but you know nine years back people were like why does education need technology or innovation, right? So uh, there, there, there were two battles I was facing. One is about figuring out how to build a business in a sector that had no playbook, uh, you know, no sort of past uh, success. And secondly, being a woman in the startup ecosystem, because every time I'd go out, uh, you know, to attend a lot of these networking events or, you know, sort of some sort of founder meetups, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there were very few women, maybe in a group of 100 people, maybe two, three, or, you know, maybe maximum four to five women, right? So yeah. uh, this somewhere really disheartened me. And um, I decided that I want to do something to change the dynamic because until and unless we show more girls in colleges or we have more role models to portray to these girls, entrepreneurship is going to be skewed towards one gender, right? Mm. And uh, it was high time that someone took up the uh, sort of uh, cause and figure out what we can do to make more women uh, an active part of this ecosystem as founders, funders, or, uh, you know, networks of their own. And how can we build a more inclusive ecosystem? Um, So that was the why. Now coming to what is NQB, right? So um, Swati, I took about, you know, five to six years of just understanding, uh, you know, this ecosystem in terms of um, how do women founders perceive this to be? What are the challenges they face? How the how what is their perspective when they're starting out? And I think the uh, long and short of what I discovered was that most women end up lacking access to good quality networks, right? Mm. Networks of um, experts, mentors, investors, corporates, and you and I both know that when you're starting your journey as a founder, your networks is your strategic capital, and that's yeah. what will help you grow. But women were at a great disadvantage because women didn't have these networks. And that's the exact problem that NQBay solves. NQBay is a global diversity-focused network comprising of stakeholders like I mentioned before, mentors, experts, corporates, investors. And this entire ecosystem is then made available to female founders who are you know, in the early to growth stage solving for real world problems uh, and trying to make their solutions scalable and tech focused. Mm. Um, and we truly believe that you know, once uh, female founders are given access to these high quality networks, yeah. they will end up you know, either outperforming 
or, or really, really doing as well as their male counterparts, whether it comes in terms of scaling their businesses or even raising capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what NQBA is. And of course, happy to share uh, more with you a little later. Yeah. So um, Diksha, could you uh, tell me more about how it all actually works? So for example, mm-hmm. if you can yeah. just take me through the process, either of one of the existing, say, startups that you help, or mm-hmm. um, you can just take, so for example, if I have an idea, um, and yeah. I joined the Incubate Network, how would it help me? Um, so there are a bunch of things that, uh, you know, you need today when you start your uh, venture, right? Hmm. First is uh, you need a lot of uh, sort of uh, strategy and a lot of advice from people who have been in this system, right? To kind yeah. of uh, tell you what the right path is, right? Because uh, as a success metric, entrepreneurship is... Uh, about being able to ma- you know achieve maximum in the least amount of time with the least amount of resources right so mm-hmm. uh, of course there's going to be trial and error but if someone can guide you from their past experiences and tell you what you should be doing and focusing on it makes a lot of difference right so yeah. at NQBA we have almost about 60 plus mentors who come from you know various uh, backgrounds and uh, fields to actually help you plus we personally work with the teams to help them form their growth plans Mm. Uh, once of course your strategy is in place you need to figure out how do you go to market right what the stakeholders you work with do you work with corporates do you directly work with consumers Um, you know and how do we get uh, to those uh, particular sort of stakeholders right so NQB has built a very strong network we work with a lot of corporates and a lot of b2c sort of networks that help entrepreneurs launch their products and, you know, even really create a buzz about them. Hmm. Um, next is as a startup founder, you need a lot of credits. You need a lot of partner services, whether it's, you know, uh, services like AWS for credits or banking or legal or marketing. So we have an extensive network of service providers who actually provide all these services for our startups at, you know, very startup friendly rates, right? So there's okay. a lot of time saving as well as, you know, cost. Uh, cost cutting for you hmm. and then of course uh, you know uh, just building that peer-to-peer community right as, as 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 entrepreneurs you want to speak to other founders you want to speak to other women in this space yeah that's what nqp is today we are about five thousand uh, members strong right across the country and even globally yeah and uh, last of all funding right i mean uh, money is very very important and relevant to how quickly and how far you can scale your business Hmm. Um, so, you know, actively layers over with a lot of, you know, sort of institutional VC funds, family offices to get them to invest slightly more in women-led ventures. But we yeah. also run an angel investing network, you know, to make sure that there is new capital or more capital available to early stage founders who are, are women. So, hmm. you know, those are some of the ways and um, it's, it's a very simple proposition. You join our network. It's almost like a yearly subscription that you take up and you get access to you know, all of these uh, growth uh, accelerators. Yeah, yeah. This episode is powered by ITC Vivel as a part of their Ab Samjhota Nahi philosophy. It actively stands in support of women's rights, inspires them to challenge discrimination and empowers them with the knowledge to enable self-action and have an informed voice against discrimination. If you'd like to know more about this initiative, Log on to www.apsamjhatanahi.com. You'll find this link in the episode description. I 
And Deeksha, tell me what have been some of your personal observation when it comes to gender equity in corporate and entrepreneurship? Like when you started versus where we are right now, do you see more women in the gender mix? Because you're at the forefront, right? You're helping them out. Um, so even, for example, if you were, if you used to attend these events in 2010 where you only saw, to say, three, four women, do you see that number changing? A hundred percent, Swati. I think the number is exponentially increasing. Uh, you know, talking about entrepreneurship first, right? Like I said, uh, and I think I'm going to link this to the pandemic because the pandemic and this whole, uh, you know, uh, virtual mm-hmm. world, so to speak, has really positively influenced the number of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? For the simple reason that today I can be sitting anywhere, anytime and can still be connected to anyone I want, right? I no longer have to be at a certain place, time and yeah. location to make yeah. that happen, right? Um, so that's that's one. Uh, even from a corporate uh, point of view, right? And I'm sure you would agree with me, right? Uh, work from home was always, uh, you know, sort of this thing that, you know, a lot of women demanded from corporates yeah. and their workplaces, but it was rarely not believed in as a concept. But today, look at it, it's the way yeah. of life, you know, so there's so much validation that more and more women can take up work from home jobs and, you know, uh, it's it's not a deterrent mm-hmm. anymore, right? Um Coming uh, and talking about some of the other observations, I think, uh, you know, especially the newer generation is a lot more uh, sort of ambitious, a lot more outspoken about what they want to achieve, even society wise, even just just as as a whole, as a, uh, you know, sort of uh, country, as well as at a global level, there's more and more emphasis being given to the fact that, you know, women need to build long term careers, Mm. right? And there are a lot of movements that have sort of, uh, you know, added to this, right? Whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's a lot of money that's being pumped into entrepreneurship or diversity initiatives, uh, you know, from stalwarts like uh, uh, Melinda Gates, these have all positively at a macro level influenced women, right? And now, you know, from a couple of years ago where it was like, yes, I, you know, okay, it's good to work. It's like, I have to work. So I think that is, you know, positively leading to the gender mix and, People want change, Swati. Uh, today, uh, data proves to us that having women in teams adds to a very diverse perspective, gives higher ROIs, and it leads to more innovation. So um, I think even from a pure financial point of view, uh, having women on teams or you know uh, women running companies is a very, very big positive for the economy yeah. globally. And you know what, Diksha, I think I agree with you um, when it comes to how the work from home and this entire virtual workplace has somehow positively affected women because um, it then doesn't become a binary solution, right? You either are a mother at home or you're going to the office and working. You can be both and you can do both the things and you can do both the things well without feeling guilty or bad about not attending one thing um, for the other and letting go of the other. Absolutely. Um, But do you think, Diksha, that uh, there are certain core challenges that we need to address in order to help women achieve their potential. Because, I, I mean, regardless of the pandemic, even um, to say what Incubate is also doing, um, when it comes to uh, a journey of an entrepreneur as well, right? Um, a journey of a man fundamentally is different than the journey of a woman because of the roles assigned by the society, yeah. culture, everything. So what, according to yeah. you, are the core challenges that women face um, and they themselves restrict 
um, when it comes to really uh, fulfilling their potential and really doing what they want to do. Um, no, very relevant question, Swati. And, uh, you know, there are internal and external sort of conflicts that women end up facing, mm. right? Uh, from an internal conflict point of view, it is always uh, this entire tussle between managing your work life versus your home life, right? Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, whatever we say and do, uh, most women consider the household to be their primary responsibilities, yeah. right? And that means childcare, that means anything to do, you know, which is domesticated work. And uh, when you also have a full-time career and you need to juggle between this, it can get very challenging. It can, it, it can get overwhelming, right? So what needs to be done is we need to break down these into sort of roles that have nothing to do with gender, right? Um, the way that I look at it, Swati, and, you know, uh, except for giving birth, I think there should be no difference between what a man can do and what a woman mm. can do. As a society, our men need to step up to actually start assuming roles at home so that women can also contribute, you know, um, in the ways that they want to in their professional yeah. life. And at the same time, women need to realize that it is absolutely fine. There is, you know, there is no, there's nothing wrong or there should be no yeah. guilt if they are ambitious and want to pursue their careers, right? Like, trust me, I meet so many super talented women, right, who are not able to perform productively because they constantly have this, you know, internal conflict, you know, between their role as maybe a, 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 a homemaker or a parent and, you know, someone who wants to really be yeah. ambitious. So I think we women also need to, you know, cut ourselves some yeah. slack. Um, it is absolutely fine to be uh, sort of ambitious and no one has to be perfect, right? I mean, um, it's okay if you don't serve that hot meal on the table, but at the same time, if you're making leaps and bounds in your, uh, you know, in your venture or at your workplace, I think everyone is going to give you due credit for that, right? So somewhere really, uh, you know, being practical yeah. about it. Um, the other thing I think externally is, uh, you know, whether it is at corporates, workplaces, whether it's, you know, in, in the entire startup ecosystem, um, we really need to create role models that are, you know, that are women themselves of the kind of work that mm. they do, right? You can't be comparing, uh, you know, work metrics uh, of what a woman can and should achieve uh, against role models that have no women. It's it's like comparing apples yeah, to oranges, yeah. right? So uh, because, and, you know, to be very honest, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, you know, we speak to almost 50 entrepreneurs a week and most of the entrepreneurs that are women, there's such a strong angle of, you know, impact or, you know, or, or social impact or creating livelihood or diversity that I see when they are building their ventures versus a lot of men, right? But what do we measure success on? How much funding someone's raised or how big someone's company is, right? But what about all of these softer aspects like sustainability, diversity, productivity, livelihood, right? So we need to change the metrics of how we measure. Similarly at workplaces, right? Women are known to be more emphatic. Women are known to be a lot more um, sort of uh, sensitive to certain things, right? And that actually has positive implications. So we need to encourage that. We need to realize that and term that as also doing exceptionally well at, uh, uh, you know, work. So I think from an external point of view, um, organizations and the startup ecosystem need to needs to start realizing the different ways in which women 
sort of you know display leadership or display success and that should be made yeah, a norm yeah. and you know adicha your own personal journey has been quite exceptional as well and it's inspirational at least for people like me um because i i respect women who are carving and paving uh, the way out for other women as well um, this is the reason why i started visionary because i felt that there was a lack of this this network there was a lack of mentors around me there was a lack of stories uh, of other women of all the work that they were doing and how they were um working on their ambitions working for their creativity and also sort of balancing their personal and professional lives um tell me deeksha what has been the biggest source of inspiration for you uh, personally to work towards your own goals throughout this time because there is also see everything yeah, that you've done there is also that sense of internal drive right that i want to do something that creates an yeah. impact and i don't want a pushy comfortable job i really want to be out there and i really want to be speaking yeah. to um, swati at 10 pm on a sunday to really share my own story <laughs> so what has been the source of inspiration and drive for you so uh, i think the biggest source of inspiration for any entrepreneur is the fact that they are able to foresee the vision that they set out to achieve uh you know in front of their eyes at a later mm. stage what motivates me is the change that i can bring about today uh even in 2021 we still stand at just 14% of the startup ecosystem being represented by women and i think the numbers in corporates aren't any better if was um and at least in my lifetime i want to see those numbers really grow and that you know needle of change really really accelerate uh because uh if we don't do this for this generation things are never going to solve right i want to make sure that tomorrow if there are you know women in colleges girls at colleges they consider entrepreneurship or they consider having you know a full time professional career as much as anyone mm. else right any other uh, boy in their class and that to me is very important because you know at a societal level we speak about righteousness we speak about equality but the truest form of equality will come when there is sort of financial independence right and that will only come if women are professionally actively participating um so for me uh, the fact that i know that my everyday work is linked to a better a more equal tomorrow for women and men both i feel is what really inspires me to do what i do and um, of course on a personal front i have some amazing role models you know uh, women in my family especially my mother uh, some other you know very very close uh, family members who i have seen work uh, you know from the moment that i've been born yeah. so this is the life that i know and and i know how um, important it is and i know how that's shaped me as the person that i am today so uh, we need more uh, you know family members who are women who work we need more of these role models and um for me that is you know a true sense of inspiration and you know even uh, society progressing yeah yeah oh 
Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode. You can follow us on Instagram to stay in touch and get all the updates. Our Instagram handle is vision.nari. That's V I S I O N . N A R I. If you know a visionary that I should feature on this podcast, write to me at the visionary podcast at the rate gmail.com. That's T H E V I S I O N N A R I podcast at the rate gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform. Theme music is created by Diala Swain. She's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand. Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys soon with a new visionary. Have a great day.